Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beard Zone Fantasy Football Podcast. <laughs> welcome Fantasy. <in. laughs> yes, to today, this week, it's all about fantasy, baby. And I got, I'm here. This is Theo Miller here, and I'm bringing my two buddies, David and Glenn. Guys, say hello to the people. What up, everyone? So glad to be back and uh, glad to have Theo back in the studio. Hey, it's good to be back. I am excited, you guys. You know, listen, I had to, clearly, I had to take a week off to prepare for what is going to happen in this episode. You know, I had to be ready. I had to make sure my body was ready to really talk about fantasy and the goodness of everything it brings. You know, just so, you know, my, I just wanted to start with a little bit about the, my kind of fantasy story it's it's uh it's been an interesting road for me like fantasy has just doubled and tripled and brought my love of football to a whole other level honestly i start you know my dad is a big nfl football fan he's been a fan my whole life and i would watch him he was he was obsessed with football and honestly as a kid i had no idea why i didn't like i just could not get into it and you know, over time, I moved to Atlanta, and, you know, when I was away from him being so into football, I actually kind of missed his fanaticism, so that started me getting, watching football a little bit more, and then I came, and I moved back home from college, and, um, you know, I just I just kept on watching, and my buddy told me that he did this fantasy thing, and I got in with, with him, and honestly, man, it just from there, I just never looked back, it, it it has really just brought so much more enjoyment to me. I'm so appreciative of the game and the game in the game, the game within the game um, that makes us, that allows all of us to feel a little bit more connected to football. Um, guys, do, do you guys have any, like, um, I, I know Dave does, Glenn, do you, do you play? I do. Uh, my first season uh, was my second oldest brother. He brought me in. Uh, when Ladainian Thompson went off and had like 30 touchdowns that season, oh, that was man. great. He single-handedly yes. won a league for me. So, <laughs> oh, uh, my brother oh. wasn't terribly happy about that, but uh, LT. I I got to rub something in his face for the first time in probably a decade or so. So, yes. you know, shout out Greg. I won your fantasy football league, and you decided you were going to try and have your little brother not run things. Uh, sorry, bro, but not really sorry. Uh, it was a good time, and uh, I play sporadically. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave invited me last year and I ran the table uh, for the regular season. And then he watched as uh, my entire team decided to get injured in like three consecutive weeks. And I'm, oh. I'm running with like third string wide receivers. And yeah, I still ended up in the semifinals. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, that was that was a rough run to watch, man. Like because. Mm-hmm. And I'm that's not kidding. Almost, I dominated. You did. <laughs> you did. You a hundred percent dominated, like the entire year. I think you only lost what maybe like two or two games in the regular season, if that. Something like that. Then I just tanked the playoffs. And then of, like oh, no. week, it was like it was like week fifteen, and almost like three of his guys just got injured, and I'm like. Oh, Glenn, that's that's a bad look there for you. But hey, man, you know what? At least because, you know, I made it to the championship in that game. And I know I've said before, but it was the week that 
Mike Evans had oh, like get robbed. Oh. a 50 point game <laughs> oh my against the God. Carolina Panthers. And you that deserve is... that for all the trash talk you had. <laughs> Dude, okay, listen, I literally I had Justin Jefferson to still play the game, and I was only down. I was down like 29 points. So it was it was like, okay, but if you have Justin Jefferson, you feel confident that he could do that. The guy put up literally like I think two points the entire game. He had one catch. Oh, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So that is the fun that with fantasy rough. football. Mm-hmm. I think I've only been playing fantasy football probably for – uh actually, you know what? I've probably been playing for about like five or six years now. Um, you know, I think I started in FanDuel and I just started doing like the weekly ones where each week you kind of like pick your new, um, team. And then, you know, so I started, I started, it is fun. So I started with that and then I started like doing a little bit more with, um, I started doing a little bit more with my buddies and actually, you know, I have a really funny fantasy story. And this, it kills me every single time. I actually still have the email. So let me just, uh, if you oh, don't mind, Theo, I'm just yeah. going to take five minutes to discuss. So no, we're, in this, on, man. we're in this fantasy league. It's in FanDuel, right? But and fan, within FanDuel, you'll, you can create a league with, with friends. And then, you know, each week you guys pick your teams, um, you know, and like you can – the odds of it happening are rare, but you know, essentially you could pick the same team because you're allotted like a budget and then each player costs a certain amount of money. And right. so you just go in there and you pick your team. And then, you know, once the games happen, then it's just like regular fantasy football. Um, so I'm in there and I'm in there with four, with, with three other guys. Right. And mm-hmm. so one of the guys I was playing against him and we were kind of trash talking in the group chat one night. And, you know, because he had, he had a couple of players or I had a couple of players um, playing and like, he had like his kicker left and I'm like, dude, I'm going to win this, this week. Like I'm only down five points, you know, like I have still two guys to play. I think it was still like Ezekiel Elliott. And um, I think it was when I think it was like Dak and yards. Yeah, no, it was it was Dak and like Ezekiel Elliott, and this was back like you know a few years ago. So this is when they were really you know producing really well together. And then he had like a kicker for like the Oakland Raiders or something like that. And so I'm like, dude, I'm gonna win. And he was like, well, I hope your I hope I hope your team gets injured. And I was and jokingly, jokingly, I said, Nah, man. I said I put the I put the no injury cheat codes in, and uh, he bid it. And he was like, what do you mean? He's like, what cheat codes? And I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm like, I'm running with this. I am running Dude, with this right priceless. now. Oh, I said, I am running awesome. with this right now. So I just told him, like, bro, every week we get an email and no. it gives you, like, different perks for, like, you know, for, for like, the, the week. I'm like, you don't get that? I said, you didn't put in the, you didn't put in the cheat code? Dude. And he's like, no, bro, I haven't gotten that yet. So I'm like, bro, let me forge you one, bro. I got you. <laughs> So I made out this, bro, I made out this legit looking email. I'll send it to you guys. I will definitely send it to you guys. But I made this legit looking email from FanDuel 
And like, what's funny is that obviously the other guys in the group chat started seeing what was happening and they were like, Oh my God. So I'm like, bro, I, I, I reached or one of them reached out to me and was like, Hey bro, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to add to it. Just go with it. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll go with it. <laughs> oh, no. So he oh. comes into the group chat and he's just like, Hey bro, can you send me that email too? I haven't gotten it yet. I'm like, yeah, bro, I got you. So I sent, so I said, all right, I just sent it over. Like five minutes later, he sent me a text back saying, "Bro, thanks, man. I just worked. I just put in the. I just put in the code, man. I got. I got an extra twenty thousand dollars for the budget. You know, this coming up week." Yo, so Bro. was that the same guy who said you were cheating last year? No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. <clears throat> oh, that'd have been epic. So I went. <clears throat> so I created this whole email, and. <clears throat> It took him a while to, to finally figure it out because what I ended up doing was within the email, within like the fine print, you know, like the copywriting stuff down there on the bottom of the emails. Mm-hmm. I started, I, I made that out, but then I also put in there like, I, well, I, I mean, uh, the, the, the language that I use in that, I can't say on this podcast because we try and keep it PG here. But basically, I was just like, hey, you're an idiot, like for thinking that this is actually going to work. And what is great is that the code to this day still has this haunting like effect on this man because it was uh, Neat Tricks 22. That was the code. And to this day, I can go up to that guy and be like, hey, bro, neat trick. And he's like, screw you, dude. Because for awesome for like an hour, dude, like he called up like he like was like reaching out to FanDuel support and stuff like that. It was awesome. Oh, no. FanDuel like, was like, what are you is, talking about? It was <laughs> awesome. That's epic. I don't think I've ever heard any like, dude, you that is the prank of pranks. Right? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> dude it was it was it was it was fantastic we had a really good laugh <laughs> well done well done well hey that is all in the spirit of fantasy listen fantasy to me is it's about the game but the the underlying kind of subtext of fantasy to me is all about camaraderie and and just kind of yeah. getting together with guys and, and you know guys and girls and whoever and just like building uh you know, just building a community almost like between people like the my oldest and longest um, fantasy group right now. I still remember when we made it, me and a buddy made it as co-owners and it was about six years ago now. Um, and it's crazy, like all of the guys, most of the guys in there that we um, started with, I didn't know. You know, like it, I there was one or two guys that I added because I knew them from other leagues. But I, I did not know. I just, we were asking guys to, you know, get someone that you know, bring them in here. If you, you know, you got a buddy that plays, just and get them in here. And, you know, I didn't know any of those guys. And now, like, from fast forward from then to now, it's like, you know, these are guys I've known for six years now. Like, and, and, and it, it, it's all been within the context of a fantasy league. But to me, that's still wild to, like, have this kind of thing where just, like, you know, I've I've now made, you know, some really kind of close friends in Dallas. I was in Dallas last week. I met up with one of those guys for the first time. I, you know, for the, you know, like I had never met him before. We'd never seen each other in real life. And, you know, we met up together and, 
You know, Man. like that's to me, like, you know, and I, you know, this will be the last sappy thing I say, but it's just like to me, that's the kind of the 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 true meaning of fantasy, like getting together and being able to kind of make friends and and make bonds with people like over across, like you know countries or whatever have you it doesn't matter so that's the thing I, that's why i love it that's that's why it's 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 kind of been such a big thing for me um over the years and you know i hope that everyone listening to this now and um even people some even if you're on the fence maybe you're you've been thinking about it and haven't gotten to a league join a league man just try it try it out it really just it it's it's an enhancer to football it just like adds so much flavor it makes you so much more. Yeah, you know, you, it you really does. So much and more. you know what? It sounds. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. it makes you it, it makes you just love and appreciate the games that much more. It was for yeah. me because like before, before I started fantasy football, it was it was already very popular before I even jumped in. You know, right. And so, like, I I always heard about it and everything. And, and, you know, it just for me from the outside looking in, it just looked very confusing. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't get it. It looks confusing. It kind of looks kind of stupid to me. You know, like it just (laughs) it wasn't really my thing. But then when I finally started getting into it, it really makes you look at the game from a different lens because Mm -hmm. you're not. You know, you have, you know, you usually have a player on your team where or you're going against a player from your favorite team and you're like, I really hope that they don't have a good game today. And it's a really weird (laughs) kind of thought process to have because, yes, you want your team to do well and, yes, you want them to have a good game but at the same time you're like ah not against me come on not against (laughs) me like next week if you want to do that next week you know then you can go ahead and do that but it really does kind of make you look at the game differently and it kind of it kind of helped me fall back in love with football because yes i mean look be like for me i'm a i mean i am a diehard tampa fan win or lose that is going to be my team, right? I've been with them since uh, Sombrero, since Trent Dilfer, Sean King, you know, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's like, for me, I'm like, it It was getting almost routine, yeah. you know? Every year was just kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of hope, you know, I hope that we do well. And then it's just like we lost, and then that was it. That was that was the end of it all, right? right? And but now with fantasy, now that I do fantasy, it's like I watch every other team, you know, because I'm I have players across the league on my team, and it's like you know you, you get to have your own little season yeah. inside the actual football season, and it kind of gets personalized for you. Then at that point, you know, you mm-hmm. have a you have a new level of commitment towards, you know, a, a certain player. And so it definitely brings it, it brings football back to life. So if you're feeling kind of like, you know, where you're just in this thing where, you know, football is just getting kind of boring for you and you don't play fantasy football, play it. Just just play it this year. This is the biggest week for fantasy football, you know, uh, drafts. Yeah. Find a league. Just it's, talk to friends. I'm sure that mm-hmm. there I'm sure there is someone that you know that can help get you in a league and just yeah. do it. You don't 
don't do it and be like, oh man, I have to win. Yes, obviously you want to win, right? Well, that's, that's all that matters, man. Well, yeah, I understand that. Bring it but... to your friends and be like, you guys suck at choosing football players. Oh, bring that right. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Absolutely. That's like the best part. You're like, man, you, you picked up Cooper Cup after he got injured. Wow, that's a bold move. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, kicker yeah. in the third round. All right, buddy. That's, hey, 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 that's hey, a big part of it. Right? That panned out. And you know it. Yeah, that that's a big part of it. You take Justin Tucker talk. first round, you know you're getting 15 points oh. a game. Oh, yeah. Uh, first is, round, yeah. Listen. <laughs> Day. Exactly. See, and that's With the a big first part overall of the whole... pick in the... <laughs> I take Justin Tucker. Oh, you know, man. someone has somewhere, and that's the most ridiculous thing. You always mm-hmm. get that guy who either drafts a kicker or the defense way too early, and it <sighs> starts a domino effect, and you're like, oh, oh gosh, I guess I have to freaking pick a defense before no, no, they all MT, get taken. That's what the things we're going to talk about, you know, and that's a great segue. We're going to talk real. about the reason why you should never do such a thing. These are things, listen, in fantasy football, it's all about probabilities, right? And you're not, you're not following trends. You're not, you know, you don't, you don't make, listen, if this is your first uh, league, if you're getting into it, like, like Dave just said, like, this is a great, this is your one-stop shop. Be glad you're listening to this episode. We're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that you don't do things such as this. If you see people start to take kickers early or defenses early, these are, these are, positions that are not important to me and and I, this this might be a hot take some people would say that you know you, you need to make sure i will i will leave a draft without a kicker if i in a, in a in a league where you need kickers i will completely leave a draft without a kicker guess what because at the end of the day i want the positions with value i want to be able to have more on my team and sometimes i'll just i'll take the first week and just have more players on my team because the first week is the most important week of this of the season for for waiver wire pickups. You know, when you're making your those those pickups on the waiver, you don't you don't want to be hamstrung by, you know, having a kicker on your team that is not necessarily doing anything. And if you're waiting until late, what you should be doing, trust me, let that other guy get Justin Tucker. You'll be fine. It's not it's at the at the end of the day, it's not going to make as much of a, a difference on your team as it could be drafting uh, a running back that all the, the take picking up a running back on the waiver that all of a sudden is the number one back on that team and provides you number one running back value for the rest of the season. And you got him in the last pick of the draft. That kind of stuff is what wins you your championship. You win the league in, in more in the mid rounds of your draft than you do than you ever do in the the in the front. You know the first set of players ev- everyone's on the same page about Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey. All of these guys are going where they're going, and there's no debate as to how great they are. They're all amazing. You can't you know there's really little degrees of separation between these guys and you it's almost it's almost like you can't really make a mistake there where you're gonna win the draft is in those mid rounds in the end in the, the at the end of the draft where you make the decisions uh that ca- that give you a positional advantage over other guys so yeah do not do uh, that's gonna be tip number one don't follow that trend you see guys even even I would go as far as to say even quarterback runs. Um, 
tr- you know, go into your drafts with uh, an idea of where you're going to be, what kind of players you're going to be getting at your draft position. Uh, there's mock drafts you can do, you know, do, do mock drafts as much as you can put yourself in the position to make tough decisions when a random guy takes the player that you were hoping falls to you. The worst thing you can do is get, is allow yourself to get triggered by that. Trust me, I do it every time. I'm talking to myself here too. Don't let yourself get triggered. Be ready to kind of step in and make that type of decision. Um, when it matters like you you want to be ready to pivot and move on to a player that's going to do something for you at the end of the day has that ever happened to any of you oh yeah Definitely. yeah there's been a there there so i actually just started i actually just um joined a dynasty league for the first time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for everyone who is new to to the fantasy football world, a dynasty league is where you draft once and you keep the players that you drafted year after year. And then each year you just do like the rookie drafts where it's like just like a one or two, maybe even maybe, maybe three round right. uh, draft pick for the rookies. Um, but then, you know, you just keep it. But you get like draft um, you get draft picks to trade. And so, and then, you know, but each year it's the same guys. It's pretty much the same teams. And so this year I was really challenged with like my draft strategy. Theo, I have a question for you because this has been a debate that I've had a, that I've had a few different times in a PPR league. So a PPR is a point per reception league, right? So every time a player, a wide receiver, a tight end, running back catches the ball, they get automatically one point, And then on top of whatever their yardage points are. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said for me and a PPR league, the running backs are the most valuable players, even though that the wide receivers are the more targeted and, you know, will catch more of the balls. I still feel like that the running back still brings more value in a PPR league because they can do both. They can run the ball and they can catch it. And so I feel Mm -hmm. like that it's kind of like a a double dipping kind of system that you can use as almost like a little cheat code um, to, you know, maybe give yourself the edge over your opponents. Do you agree with that or do you think a wide receiver brings more value to the table? So what I would say is uh, I agree with that to an extent. And the extent is uh, those few running backs that are going to give you that uh, that pass catching upside along with the three down back kind of feel as well to go with it. Um, that is not a lot of running backs in this league. Um, and I was just having this conversation with someone earlier today, actually talking about. And I, I really think that is what one of the big discrepancies are right now in this whole you know, running back kind of devaluation stuff going on in the league. Um, the differences between the guys that are true, and I mean true pass catching running backs, because and, and true three down backs, which means like, you know, they're on the field all the time. They're always making, you know, they're always making plays and teams don't know how to scheme against them because Can they you give pass, us a couple they, of examples. Yeah, they catch they catch the ball as good as they catch the ball as good as they pass it. Um, as good as they run it, and these are the guys like Christian McCaffrey, 
Okay. These are the guys like, um, you know, I, I would say Jonathan Taylor. And, uh, you know, even in all the drama that he's going through right now, I would consider him one of those top running backs. Um, what about that, Austin that, Eckler? Um, Austin Eckler for sure. Um, and uh, even the, our, our newest addition, Bijan Robinson, that's one of the things. he's He was hailed as, as in college, an excellent pass catcher. Guy can run routes just, just as good as a wide receiver. These guys are, are you know, all these guys are going to go in your first round of your leagues, and uh, you want to make sure you grab those guys. Those guys are very important. If you can get to and and where I would say um, where I'm taking your your advice, uh, Dave, is uh, if I can get those two guys first, if I can go one and two and get two of those guys, I'm probably doing that more times than not because I, I at that point, I know I've got, like, I, I can cover myself. Those those guys, those running backs that play those positions very often give you the value of two players. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he's there's not much guys like there's I don't think there's no one like him, honestly. And it like it's crazy the amount of production that he's given your team year over year. And it's just like it's almost like once he's healthy and once he's playing, you're gonna get the production of two guys. Which guess what helps you so much in this in this fantasy thing where you even if you have Justin Jefferson, uh, as you said, they like and he gives you five points, you're covered by Christian McCaffrey who scored for two this week. So it's like that's the kind of upside that I'm looking to get, and just like I said, that's also the kind of guys that I'm trying to find late. I'm trying to find those late round guys that are also gonna give me that kind of um, production feedback that I don't have to spend too much draft capital on. But I can give me close to that. I'm not expecting that from anyone, but you're 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 definitely taking your chances there. So I, I agree with that to that extent. But um, but generally speaking, you still you know you really want to have your wide receivers covered. You want to get your wide receivers. Uh, you know you want to get those guys that get targets, high target share in offenses that are gonna you know uh, be as sure as as uh, as you can get it. The thing about fantasy is no one knows exactly what's going to happen. Um, we, it's a game of probability, and we're, we're only betting against like what we've seen before in these offenses. So getting the wide receivers and the running backs that we know have roles and coaches are going to scheme for them every time, that's the guys you want to make sure you have. Yeah. What about when, when, would, you, when would you take a quarterback? Like late. when is a late late? So you're um, not a guy who goes after like the Patrick Mahomes, the Lamar Jacksons, no. uh, Justin Herbert. You're you're more of like a like a Kirk Cousins kind of guy, or so. This is a this is a nuance. This is a nuance to the game, and uh, you know it's it's been for the past couple of years, and and as you know more and more you know the fantasy community just keeps growing and growing and getting bigger and more and more people are into it and learning like okay here's the do's and don'ts of of fantasy and i think more and more people are are, you know have come to an understanding i remember when i first started um you know it was taken you know you people would take you take your quarterback early you want to get that guy that is good a good quarterback and 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 it's gonna be able to just provide because they they bring you the most points right they they put the most points down in on your team so you want that guy that's going to be giving you consistent you want that really good quarterback here's the thing uh the thing about quarterbacks is 
as much as it's it's nice to have the 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 really good guys, the Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen types, you can most likely find that production on the waiver wire more often than not. Um, quarterback is really a lot of the times based on the defenses that they're going against that that week more than any other position. So it's a position that you tend to more easily be able to uh, a position you you tend to be able to to uh, to find that kind of value on it uh, does take more work because you're you know you're you're usually it's called uh, your 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 waiver wire or dumpster diving kind of for quarterbacks and you're okay. you're kind of making educated this um decisions based on the defenses and who they're going up against so if you ask me if i prefer to have a team where i get uh patrick mahomes you know i get patrick mahomes in the in the first or second or wherever he's going right now and i and and i take him instead of taking justin jefferson i take him instead of taking Devontae adams or and instead of taking a, a guy that i i really like this season and garrett wilson um, that means that I don't get that wide receiver value, which is much harder to find on the waiver wire. So when something happens to my Garrett Wilson, when something happens to my guy, uh, to my, oh, to my Patrick Mahomes, rather, um, it's much, it's much easier to find that kind of person on the waiver wire that's going to, to make up make up for the value that that would have that, that would have given you the, but you're not gonna you're not gonna find a Justin Jefferson on the waiver you know it, it's much harder to kind of find that that kind of guy that even's gonna give you that value for the week it's just not gonna happen whereas you know fantasy studies will show you year after year you can replace the value of a Mahomes of a of a you know uh what other guys that Josh Allen and all these other quarterbacks that are usually go really early, you can replace that value much easier. Um, you can get guys like Geno Smith last year, who was the most accurate quarterback um, of the year last year and turned out to be exactly one of those guys. Like I talked about earlier where you, he was getting picked up in the last round of drafts and you could start Geno most times last year and get a pretty good kind of output. So that's the so that's that's the way I play. That's the way you'll see more people play this the, um this this type of game. So the one caveat I will say is that there is kind of a shift happening right now because the the guys that run the quarterbacks that run really are kind of separating themselves a little bit more than the average quarterbacks and really are now providing to be a little bit more of a provisional value. But even so. You don't have to draft those guys in the first round where you take a Mahomes or an Allen. Uh, you can get these guys a little bit later sometimes. You can get some of these. Uh, Deshaun Watson is going a little bit later. Um, and, you know, he's gonna he's a running quarterback. The running quarterbacks are going to get you more consistent value because they're always running. They're always getting you something on the ground. So they, they across the season, their points usually kind of spread out a little bit even and it doesn't it doesn't look so like okay he gave me 50 this week he gave me five this week he gave me 10 the next week he gave me 40 next week the running back position uh, the the quarterbacks that run i would i that's who i'm aiming for more of these days and so 
you know, I'm willing to take Lamar Jackson is, is a great example right now. Lamar Jackson is going around the fourth, the fifth. Um, happily would take Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes uh, and, you know, Josh Allen right now. So if you have, so you just kind of answered uh, the, the question that I was going to ask, but it's like a two part question. So if you're in the fourth or fifth round, and you see Lamar Jackson, and you got you know a couple wide receivers or a couple of solid running backs that you know are going to produce this year that you're confident in, you would go ahead and pull the trigger on Lamar Jackson. But let's say he's not there. Let's say all the running backs, the Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, um, I mean, are there really any other quarterbacks that produce like they do right now? Um. I mean, because Russell Wilson used to do that, right? But now, you know, we don't really see that. Yeah, I mean, so if you're talking about the guys that are <clears throat> producing the, in in that way right now, so yeah, the guys that I that are more up and coming guys that you can get a little bit later now, so, uh, guys like Justin Fields. Um, Justin Fields, I think, is a guy that's really kind of due this season to step it up another to take his game to another level. And right. um, mind you, you know, as a passer, he really needs to kind of improve. And we're hoping to see that improvement this year. I think we already saw some flashes of it in this preseason. We saw him and DJ Moore kind of light it up. The good thing about that is even if Justin Justin Fields does not super improve as a passer this year, DJ Moore has proven that the guy is a yak monster. Um, getting him the ball in the flat, getting him the ball on the short, on shorter kind of plays, toss-ups can end up paying dividends really quickly, and I really think it will on a high rate this year. So I'm really happy to take Justin Fields uh, around where he's going right now. Justin Fields, I think, is going. He's going like sixth round um, on uh, on my favorite platform, which is Sleeper. Um, which is so, you know, a little shout out, not a sponsor yet. Hopefully, Sleeper, feel free to sponsor. But uh, Sleeper. Uh, Sleeper app is where, is one of, is, I would say it is the biggest fantasy app right now. That's where a lot of people do their, their fantasy leagues. That's where a lot of hosting happens um, yeah. these days, the Sleeper app. So um, that's what I, that's what most of my rankings are probably going to be on. But, um, yeah, for for the sleeper app, uh, yeah, he's goes around the sixth round. I love that. I take that. I take him over Patrick Mahomes every time, just because. As much as much as I believe Patrick Mahomes is still going to, you know, he's always going to do it. Patrick Mahomes is great. We know what he is. We know what he does. He is an you know an amazing player and represents amazing value for your team. At the end of the day, though, um, what you're giving up when you take Patrick Mahomes. Is just is at the it's just gonna be too much when you're talking about the probabilities for getting your team. Like you're you're trying to make a team that is going to withstand like all of the ups and downs of, of the season and everything that happens. And you're just it's just easier to replace that value on a week to week basis. So uh guys like Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence as well is in that in that um kind of bucket as well. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I think, is sneaky in the running aspect of his game. Like, it's not, he's not as much of a runner, but he can run if necessary. Um, he ran a little bit more in college than he does in the NFL. But, you know, it's a good thing to not forget that dude can run if need be. And also, 
you know, we already know how talented he is. So Trevor Lawrence is another one of my big QB targets this year. So Justin Fields has been getting a lot of hype. Um, mm-hmm. And I know he's dual threat and everything, but do you honestly think he has that much upside? I know he's got a lot of talent, but like eventually he's going to have to switch to being a pocket passer. I know Ohio State probably set him up for success there, but he can still move around. And, and based on what we saw last year, he was starting to come into his own. And I'm, I'm just yeah. curious as your thoughts there. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll answer your question with a question. I mean, would you would you have said that? What about Lamar Jackson as well? Do you think, yeah, uh, I, I would you think Lamar Jackson would have to become a pocket passer because Lamar, the, uh, uh, all of the years have passed now, and we see that Lamar Jackson is Jackson is still running um, the same way he did, uh, you know, when he's not injured in the, in that MVP season. Um, uh, my 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 answer to that is. Uh, as much as we want these guys to kind of grow the game and 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 for their own, because we're not talking about real fun, real NFL right here. Like you know, like for real NFL for Justin Jefferson uh, for Justin Fields, it would be in his best interest to develop as a pocket passer. That would be what he needs to do. The odds say that he's not gonna do that because at the end of the day, you know, he came into the league doing what he does. What the best thing for a team to do is to adapt their team to what he does rather than try to get him to be something that he's not. Um, and so for me, I just, I feel like we're, we're going to continue to see Justin Fields run. And, and, you know, and hopefully he, he, even if he improves a percentage wise on his passing, he's going to, I think he's going to end up paying out, giving you uh, what you want, because in fantasy, what all you're trying, mo- the most of what you're trying to do is get back what you paid for in his draft costs. Um, so his draft cost coming at a six round draft cost, you don't you don't want to get a guy that comes at a six round draft cost and then ends at um, you know quarterback ten or quarterback you know quarterback twelve or something like that. You lost then that means you lost that draft. You know you you drafted a guy expecting that he was going to hang with some of the top guys in the league in terms of quarterback points, and you know he failed that, but. The odds say that Justin Jeff- Justin Fields is going to most likely continue to run, and get, get and with that running baseline, not and you know and once again not saying he's gonna that's gonna make him a great NFL quarterback, but what that what that that running baseline is gonna give him a floor for your fantasy team that is gonna make you happier than guy than dealing with guys that are more passing just only based like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a, a great quarterback to kind of just juxtapose with, with Fields because he's like the complete pocket passer. But if you look at his points every season, you'll see where there's just this complete like up and down type of thing. You know, he had a great game, then he had a not so great game. You know, he had a he, and even even with him delivering the ball, Justin Fields, Justin, I keep mixing these guys up, Justin Jefferson, uh, you'll see that the points just don't add up. It doesn't always it doesn't always kind of equate to more points because he's not running. And what the running does is really give these quarterbacks a floor that makes them feel safer. And that's what you want in fantasy. You want to feel like you have that upside, but you also want to feel like you have that that floor that, okay, I know I'm going to get this much from this guy this week. That's what makes Josh Allen such a great fantasy asset. Um, You know, he gives you that rushing floor. 
He gives you that passing upside as well. Um, and even Mahomes, who is not necessarily seen as a rusher, we all know, you know, the Mahomes waddle that he that he does. And somehow he's faster than so many guys. I don't know. He I don't know how he does it, but even him runs more than I think people realize. And that gives him a little bit more upside on a week-to-week basis. So, okay, so to to kind of s- summarize, you know, mm-hmm. take take your um, you know playmaking positions early, wide receivers, running backs. Um, don't pull the trigger too fast on the quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of wait it out. Make sure that you add depth to, you know, your running backs and wide receivers, tight ends, et cetera. And yeah, then man. depth is important. So important. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> as far as like, I mean, because we all know Justin Jefferson, good pick, right? Probably mm-hmm. going number one and a right. lot of fantasy leagues. Yeah. That's so, but not for, to anyone. so, so out outside of the obvious guys, who are the guys that you have this year who are like, Hey, if you see them on the board and they are available and it's a, a reasonable pick, they don't have to be top notch picks. But if, you know, maybe we're in like round three, four, you know, between, let, let's just say between like round three and like six or seven, and you mm-hmm. see these guys on the board, who are your guys who you're like, hey, grab them because they're going to have a solidified for sure good year this year? Yeah, that's a great question. There are guys, and and I'm I'm gonna take that to another level right now because I think, I think like I like you know like I'm I'm gonna keep on preaching to you guys. Uh, getting these guys, the getting the late guys, getting the guys that are, uh, that are not gonna cost you a whole lot of draft capital, and the guys that are going more in this like, you know, I'm gonna say eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth not rounds. Um. These type of guys and hitting on those guys are the difference makers are going to be what makes your team a dominant team, going to make your team a formidable team and make you a team that is going to threaten for the playoffs uh, more times than not. Um, Hitting on those guys are going to be that is most what is most important. And I've got a few guys here that I really love um, to grab, you know, when when I have the opportunity in in those kind of later rounds. Um, One of those guys is and I'll. Is is a uh, Zay Flowers, rookie wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. This guy uh, and so rookies rookies are a little weird, right? Like I, I like I'm generally speaking, I don't usually tell guys to go after rookies. I'll tell you that no, it's not it's not something that I uh, you know because you don't really you don't necessarily know what's gonna happen. You know, with some of these veterans, we already know what their established roles are, right? We know what they're going to do in the league. We're already sure Mike Evans is going to get 1,000 yards, right? We know that. Right. Um, a guy like Zay Flowers, though, the reason what the, – the thing that excites me about him is, you know, there's a few reasons. You know, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, coming off of this, his renewed – got all – you know, got the money, got the bag, got what he wanted, and also got a new offensive coordinator – and uh, Todd Bunkin. And this is what everyone is excited about uh, Lamar Jackson this year about. This this offense has been a run-first offense uh, as for as long as we knew it um, with Lamar Jackson and his old kind of offensive coordinator. Um, uh, 
Uh, blanking on the name. Do you guys remember his name? I don't. No. All right, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Uh, but anyway, his old offensive coordinator, uh, you know, it was it was all run all the time. We know Todd Munkin is not about that. Um, and you guys know that in particular, right? Um, because he, uh, he would have just come from that team. So now we're looking at an offense that... Greg Roman. Uh, Sorry. Greg Roman. Thank you. That's what it is. Yeah. Still, Greg yes, Roman. Um, all about running. Munkin, all about passing. Um, he's going to up the passing, uh, the pass rate for this team by a large amount. Uh, I think we're still going to see Lamar run, but I think we're going to see him pass more than he has in any of his other seasons. And Zay Flowers, if you just take a moment to just watch this guy, and even in preseason, we saw it, right? We saw little stretches of it. What I said to some of my uh, uh, fantasy, my, my buddies in fantasy the other day was, he is, he seems to be what we all thought and hoped Kadarius Tony would be. Um, you know, the, a guy that steps on this field and is just seems to be uncatchable, untouchable. He is, his body moves and like, dude, it's like Gumby out there. Like, I don't, like I'm giving my age talking about Gumby. I don't know if any of y'all know what Gumby is, but he's like the stretchy character bends and moves and just the, the things that he does, the, the, the way he can stop and start on a dime. I just, you, it's a rare thing that you see in wide receivers and Zay Flowers just, see, I I think he's got it, man. I, I'm I'm trying to get Zay Flowers uh, at his draft, at his draft cost in just about every draft I can. I think he's going to be a major difference maker for this team. I think it's going to happen really fast. Now, with, mind you, with rookies, you know, and that's why you're getting him, you know, closer to a late round draft capital, right? You're getting Zay Flowers more in the eighth, round sometimes in the ninth but more he's more of a seventh eighth round cap type of guy um if you can get that if you can get that type of value there and get uh some wide receivers that you know are maybe a little bit more assured for targets to while while zay flowers kind of comes into his own that's the best case scenario um i really think this guy is going to make waves in this league i think he's going to become a star real quick um, especially in this Todd Munkin offense. I'm really excited about him. Um, in the same vein, I'm, I'm really excited about a, a guy that really had a lot of hype last year uh, but did not pay off on it in Gabe Davis, um, mm. wide, wide receiver for the Bills. Another guy had a ton of hype. You know, he, he ended the season before that with that crazy playoff game, right, where, uh, you know, he scored, like, what, three touchdowns, four touchdowns? Like, dude, yeah, yeah three, three touchdowns, field. and that game was arguably better than the Super Bowl. Oh, oh my, that was such a good game. That game was amazing. I like, and and he came off of that game, and everyone was like, "Okay, it's Gabe Davis season." Um, he had a, he got an ankle injury early last season, and then just kind of you know had that boom or bust kind of feel to him for the rest of the season. Never really kind of paid off, and he was. His the the and the thing about it is and what you guys are once again also hear me harping on is the draft cop the draft cost because he ended the season like that his draft cost last season was the fourth round you had to pay you had to get Gabe Davis in the fourth round last season that's really really high and something that never should have been the case for a guy like Gabe Davis I really like where he's going now closer to the ninth um, he's a guy that you can kind of pair up with some 
more, you know, getting him in the ninth round allows you to kind of get some more tried and true guys, some guys that you know have their own target share already, but allows you to slot him in your, in your slot position. And, uh, you know, you, you, I think you're going to get more boom out of him this year than you have in, in, pri- in prior years. So these are the type of guys that I'm going after, the guys that have high upside um, that maybe and, – and it's also nice when the, when the whole kind of fantasy uh, community are, are lower on that player. So they, they call, we call it dips. You know, the, the fantasy community usually goes in dips. You know, they're really high on a guy. They love a guy this season, and then he, like, lets people down, and then everyone's down on him. Um, with some guys, you need to take take notice of that and follow the, the uh, follow what the community is doing. With other guys, you buy that dip, and you take that guy um, at, at the at discount, and you just profit. I think Gabe Davis is one of those guys. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so, I'm always like Gabe Davis. I I usually try and grab Gabe Davis if I see him like in somewhat of a of a mid to later round. Right. I don't know. I I think Gabe Davis is one of those like number two wide receivers that can yield you a ton of points or leave you with like nothing. So I think his past has shown that and. You know, there, there are plenty of other wide receivers that get you consistent points, but they may not be the most, you know, and, and if they get overshadowed by the Justin Jeffersons and, you know, all that. So um, I do have a question for you, Theo, though. Oh, yeah. um, if you could pick a rookie in the wide receiver, quarterback, and running back uh, positions, who would you try and pick up? Or, or I wouldn't say pick up early, but who is probably more bang for your buck? Hmm, it's a good question. Um, so wide receiver. So you said wide receiver, quarterback, and running back. Yes. Um, I so because I just talked about Zay Flowers, I won't talk about him again. That's 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 probably who I would take at this point. Um, but the other the other guy that I really like is Ad- is Addison Jordan Addison um, right now for the Vikings wide receiver for the Vikings I think he's also a guy um, that has a ton of talent and is gonna just do a lot this season I think he's gonna also you know with all rookies that we mentioned the thing about that is you gotta you gotta be willing to let that kind of come around Justin Jefferson I think didn't come around until. I think it was about the fifth, fourth or fifth game uh, where we kind of saw him kind of break out, and then that was it from there. You know, so even even a guy like with a, with a supreme talent like him, you got to give these rookies a little bit of time to acclimate, a little bit of time to get used to everything. But then by mid to late season, a lot of these guys that are going to be stars, we can tell. With Garrett Wilson last season, we saw it, right? We knew there was something different about this guy really early. Um, it happened quick, and from then on, he just kind of took off. You know, these are the type of guys that we're looking for in their rookie season to kind of replicate that kind of production and that are going to give you that upside. So definitely Jordan Addison. I loved, I'd love, love to grab him where he's going right now. Um, and Jordan Addison is another late-round guy. I think 
Right now, he's a little bit higher. Um, right now, he's because ADP is a kind of wide receiver. He's the 34th wide receiver off the board right now. Um, Jordan Addison is usually going around the sixth round, um, the fifth, sixth round. So we want to definitely keep an eye on that. And um, it, there definitely could be better choices, but I'm not, I'm not mad at getting Jordan Addison to pair up uh, to, as my wide receiver three. Having my slot, I love that. That 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 puts you in a really good position. Um, for running back, uh, I'm not gonna say Bijan. I'm just you know that's 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 a little bit too easy. Just low hanging fruit. Um, let's see. I, Here I so have Kendra Miller possibly. Huh? Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller. I mean, the or thing about Kendra Miller is. I I I want to I I want to talk and that's why I kind of paused because I think I'd uh, so Ken, Kendra Miller is kind of like I great talent I think a guy that's gonna be able to do something in the league but especially considering that he's going to be starting for three games, um well he's gonna be mixing in with Jamal Williams for three games but that's that that's the kind of the problem that I have with Kendra Miller they got three running backs there that I think are all gonna get play, um. So I think it's going to be a, a little bit of a rougher uh, season. I think it's going to be up and down for him because they just paid Jamal Williams. When Alvin Kamara comes back, he's going to be the automatic guy. Um, so Kendra Miller, I think, is going to be a little bit more up and down this season uh, based on that. But the talent is definitely there and definitely a guy to keep your eye on in case there's an injury or something else happens. I think Kendra Miller could definitely be that type of that type of guy that we talked about earlier, with that's a difference maker for your team. Uh, if you if you get him at the right cost, um, the guy that I think that I gonna what I'm talk about is probably Charbonnet though. Um, Zach Charbonnet, Seahawks uh, running back. Uh, man, he looks so good in the preseason. I I don't know how Seahawks keep getting these guys that just look like they're willing to uh, give up their life when they're running the ball. Um, you know, it, it, Chris Carson was the same type of guy. Like, Rashad Penny was the same type of guy. Like, when they get the ball in their hands, they're just forward. And the problem is these guys injure themselves at a high rate because they're, like, they're such bowling balls. They're just throwing themselves at anyone in front of them and always getting positive yardage, but, you know, injure themselves in the case. And they look like they found another one in Zach Charbonnet. Hopefully he doesn't come with the injuries, but I really like him to start the season with a bang. Um, um, he has, he does have uh, Kenneth Walker in front of him, but Zach Charbonnet has shown much more of a passing, uh, passing caliber than Kenneth Walker has shown in the past. So I expect Zach Charbonnet to step into the league this year with, uh, uh, with the path catching role already kind of locked up and with some op- opportunities between the tackles as well. So I, I really feel like Zach, Zach Charbonnet is going to be able to give you earlier production um than a guy like Kendra Miller will as well as, as well. Um honorable mention though, keep an eye out on this guy Roshan Johnson. Um I really like him. Uh for the Bears, running back for the Bears. He's he's another guy that has guys in front of him. So it's gonna be I uh, he's gonna he's gonna be a guy that's probably gonna come through a little bit later for you. But I he's also just such a huge guy and and a good pass catcher and an amazing pass blocker, which coaches love. It's going to get him on the field more. It's going to give him more opportunities to make plays. 
So we're gonna we're we we could see him sooner rather than later. And then the last uh, for the last position, man, uh, there's no answer other than Anthony Richardson. I think Anthony Richardson is is going to be a guy that it's going to be these. And the thing about these running quarterbacks, they give you points earlier. They get they get consistent much earlier than the passing ones do because, like I said, with that running floor. Those guys and they're they're so terrified to make in make mistakes and make interceptions. Usually, they're gonna tuck and run quicker than um, some of these other guys will, and that's gonna give them that floor much faster. I think Anthony Richardson. I think you're gonna want to definitely have a guy if you draft Anthony Richardson like uh, Kirk Cousins. You're gonna want to have a guy like a maybe Daniel Jones or something like that to kind of uh, you. Get you some points before you have to start him. You don't want to have to start Anthony Richardson too soon. You want him to be your QB too. Let him kind of acclimate, see what he's going to do, and then be able to play him coming around closer to the mid-season, late-season type of time. So, so those are the positions. Okay. I like that, and I also like the Anthony Richardson. There are so many things that I wanted to say, but we all know where me and Glenn stand on the side of the fence, so... We're just going to let the season talk. But Anthony <laughs> yeah. Richardson is going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. Anyway, um, so... You believe what you want, Dave. Dude, you know what? You've known me long enough. I will. <laughs> and you should know that. So, yep. all right. Yeah. So, I have a list of guys in my head um, that... And it's not just it's not just me, but I feel like... I've seen the these names, you know, just kind of like circling, like, should we believe the hype for them this year? Should we, yeah. you know, are, should we oversell, undersell, however you want to phrase it? So I'm just going to kind of like rapid fire you really quick. Yeah. And you just kind of give us a short little answer on where you think maybe we should get these guys or if we mm-hmm. should just completely avoid them at all costs. Gotcha. Sound good? Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, I'm I'm gonna avoid Isaiah Pacheco this year. Um, mm, there's a lot, there's a lot of running backs um, in that backfield, guys. Um, Ceh is still there. Jack McKinnon is still there. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, as good as he is, I think for what he does for that team, this is a this is an example of where you have, a, of a, I think, a really good NFL player. That's not necessarily going to add to being a really good uh, and uh, fantasy running back. The fantasy running backs, we want touches, we want targets, we want them to be the guy. That's becoming less and less of a thing now. Like as we are seeing, um, most teams are gonna want to have some sort of committee uh, take. You know, they want to they want a committee kind of look at, at at things. Isaiah Pacheco, man, you're you're getting Isaiah Pacheco right now at the end of the third beginning of the fourth okay you got it is where you got to take pacheco okay um that's, that's still pretty that's, decent though i mean i i just i just feel like there are guys that i would rather have um around that guy uh around that slot where i feel like they're gonna have a little bit more kind of opportunity to to return now mind you isaiah pacheco like i said i, I think he's fine where he's going um, but there's, I just, 
I'm not too sure with how many mouths there are to feed in that offense and the way that that Chiefs offense has evolved to um, what it what you know what it is now. I think we we we've, we've seen now that um, the the Chiefs offense is about you know spreading the ball around. You know, Mahomes made the apology early to fantasy players last year. He was like, uh, <laughs> you know, if you got a, fa- a guy on this team, I apologize. We're spreading this ball around. This is what we're doing. That's that's the secret. That, to me, that's the secret to their success last year without Tyreek Hill. No team was able to, to scheme out anyone because no one knew who was going to be the guy other than Kelsey. And no team can stop Kelsey. So, I mean, it's a, like he's a foregone conclusion. True. He's a foregone conclusion, man. We no one can stop him. Everyone knows where the ball is going, and no one can do anything about it. And after him, no one knows who's getting the ball. So it's just it's tough for teams to scheme up, and I think they like it that way. So that's why you know I'll be I'm I'll probably stare away from Pacheco this year. Okay. Um. What about uh, Jackson Smith, wide receiver from Seattle? So Smith is another case of a, the rookies. I think uh-huh. in his case, even more so of waiting. To me, I would prefer to get um uh and you know let me just take a peek at his ADP real quick. But I I I'll just say I, I prefer to have Smith closer to the midseason. Um, Smith well, he's going to be sidelined for three to four weeks at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think we oh, just really? saw today. I think we yeah, just saw he today went on to he, surgery. Yeah, uh, he did have the surgery. I, saw, I missed that. They did not put him on. I. They didn't put him on. No, C they on didn't. IR they didn't put him on IR, so he can't come back at any point. Right. But the but the projection is to have him miss the first three to four the weeks. First three games. So that unfortunately, I think, is also going to push him because it would be better to have him available for those games so he was getting reps, so he could kind of acclimate to the NFL speed a little bit faster. Um, for me, you know. Jackson Smith and Zigba, so we got we have guys going around him that have a little bit more kind of surety to what we know they're gonna give us next season. Guys like Marquise Brown, Deontay Johnson, uh, these guys have these guys are gonna get their targets. We know what's we know it's coming for them because you know they done and because they are necessities to their team. Um, so for me, here's what I would prefer to do. I'd prefer to maybe not maybe not draft him, but maybe wait for the guy to get fed up with him. Uh, you know, a couple, three or four games into the season. You know, they okay. they're seeing other guys. They're seeing other guys doing stuff. You know, they're getting fed up with not getting points from Jackson's from from JSN. Slide in, you know, pay 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 a late a late round player. Pay someone that's doing well now but you know has a has a higher chance of kind of busting a little bit later um and you know get him for a little bit of a cheaper price um that's what i prefer to do with someone like jsn right now um as much okay. as i'd love to have him on my team I, he i just don't think initially he's going to provide points for you and you want to get off to a hot start in your fantasy leagues okay um so what about ramondre stevenson Ramondre Stevenson, man. Um, so Ramondre is a uh, he's a he's an interesting kind of conundrum right now. And I, man, I'm I think I'm taking Ramondre Ramondre Stevenson right now at at his draft value. Um, Ramondre is going mid like mid second, right? Mid yeah, mid to okay. mid to late second, early third. Right now, that's okay. about that's about where he's going. And Ramondre is so good. 
He is he's say, really good, man. Yeah, I, I, I think that team is going to be centered around him. Um, I think okay. he's going to get the ball a lot. Um, and I, I know Zeke is there, but this is the shell of Zeke. This isn't the Zeke that we uh, of Dallas that we knew. This is old Zeke. Um, Zeke is going to get his touches, but I really think that this team is going to center themselves around Ramondre. Um, I think he's I think he's going to be a great value, and I think. I prefer to have him over some of the guys that are going around his same ADP. So that's what you're going to hear me to say over and over again. The guys around his ADP, be looking at this ADP, this average draft position of these players, and make your decision on who you want early so you know, like, okay, like you can then tear it out based on that and make sure that you don't get into those positions where you're frazzled because someone stole your player. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and switch to the quarterback, which I know is a hard, uh, you know, thing. But what about Kenny Pickett? What do you feel about Kenny Pickett this year? Man, Kenny Pickett. I mean, dude, little the preseason, right? I mean, it's just, I was just, the, that team looked so good in the preseason. I don't even, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to think. But... I don't know how to feel. Like, <laughs> They like it, I was just watching their last like every drive. I watched every like you know I don't. I ended up watching Steelers a lot of Steelers preseason this year. At least uh-huh. their first drives with with uh, with Pickett. Man, he looked good. He looks, he looks he looks good. accurate. He looked in the pocket. He looks like he's in an offense that he understands. Yeah, and let's that be real is though. That, you can look good in preseason and tank. That's true. That's very true. And yeah. so I mean I, I'm lead, and I'm getting to that, Glenn. I'm not that's I'm not Sorry, leading just, up to where gotta... I'm saying no 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 go ahead. Glenn's <laughs> not a picket believer. I completely get it. Go ahead. I'm not the the believer uh, in picket there. Um mm-hmm. I just I wouldn't say that I'm an anti picket person. So like you know how Indy's all wrapped around Anthony Richardson because they had the draft capital to put it in there. Uh, but same thing with Houston, CJ Stroud, and same thing with Carolina getting Bryce Young. So Pickett was taken pretty high, mm-hmm. and the Steelers need somebody. So right. historically, who did you have for the Steelers? You always had Big Ben, the most like resilient dude in the backfield for them. Um, same thing with the Green Bay Packers. And I swear to God, if Jordan Love goes on like a 10-year like, winning streak – uh, I'm going to, I have to go with the Packers just being, <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, so I, know what you mean. I just pick it needs to be that guy for Pittsburgh. And it's really hard to say if he is or he's not. I don't yeah. think he's elite. I, but yeah. I don't think he's chump change. Like, like they took a risk in getting him. And, and I think that's fine for, uh, the Steelers in Tomlin finds a way to win. And I, I think that's his bread and exactly. butter there. And that's going to benefit Pickett. So exactly. That's, and that's where I was going to go, man. I mean, like at the end of the day, we, uh, Mike Tomlin, we know what type of coach Mike Tomlin is. He's an, he's just, he's an amazing leader, amazing leader of men. Um, we know he finds a way to get the best out of his players and everyone wants to run through a wall for him. So at the end of the day, um, I I'm not the guy that's gonna put all of my stock in what preseason showed, and I don't think anyone should be. Um, you know, it's it's good for high pieces. Like these teams look good, and uh, like a lot of, but a lot of times we see these teams look great in preseason, and then come out in regular season and just stink it up. 
but I I do think that Kenny Pickett is one of those later round QBs QBs that you could have because I think you know the thing about when you go late round QB is you want to have at least two of them. You want to have you want to have your you want to make sure you're covered in the chances that you know the first guy the first late guy you get is not necessarily you know that kind of go to guy. So I love you know Kenny Pickett his current ADP you know he's going around the tenth ninth. Um, I'm happy to take Pickett where he's going just because, uh, you know, I mean, there's no, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of downside right now. Like I think this is his second, his second kind of, um, year in the, in the system and he looks settled, man. I mean, given what like, you know, even not taking everything from preseason, he just, he looks settled. I think his, I think his weapons are nice. Um, Deontay Johnson is a really good wide receiver, really sure hand guy, I mean, um, and uh, pick. Now we saw what Pickens can do. You know, Pickens is just kind of insane. You know, like with the, some of the catches that he's made in the league. I think he's gonna end up being a little bit more of that boomer bust guy, Pickens. Um, but for Pickett, I think it's great. And then having Najee Harris, having Jalen Warren, having Pat Fairmuth, um, these are all solid, solid NFL players that are going to make him look good by catching the you know the balls that he puts up and I think Pickett is accurate enough. So I'm happy to take him at his ADP. All right. Last guy. Last guy here for me. All right. And this guy see has there's just been so much hype around him this offseason coming into the offense that he is now a part of with the new quarterback that he has and he just looks absolutely explosive and I've seen him go and some of the mock drafts off of the board as early as the second round. Yeah. Um, but Calvin Ridley. Ooh. Ooh. Man, Calvin Ridley. He, yeah, Calvin Ridley is another, another interesting case because of how his career has shaped up. Um, yeah. You know, this is his first season in two years. Um, I mean, Calvin Ridley, I, I, I like Calvin Ridley where he's going right now. I'm happy to take him. Uh, he's going. He's going around the area of T. Higgins, yeah, uh, D.K. Metcalf, Amari Cooper. Um, to me, Cal- and and the thing about that is he's the one. You know, like you know, you gotta is that look out of for Trevor these Lawrence. Guys. Though, pardon? If he didn't have Trevor Lawrence, would you be saying the same thing? Probably not. I'm yeah. probably not. You need a guy that's gonna be able to get you the ball. That's that's very important. I don't I don't know if I would be saying that. Now, mind you, Calvin Calvin Ridley is super talented, um, and you know it looks like he's back. It looks like he's fully back. Um, and what I also love about it is he doesn't have a he doesn't have to do it doesn't he's not an offense where he has to do it all. You know, Christian Kirk is still there. Zay Flowers, who is a big playmaker, you know, is still there. You know, they they have put a lot of playmakers around him. To where he does does not have to be the end all be all for this team, I mm-hmm. think that's where Calvin Ridley shines. Um, I think uh, I I really think that he's going to come back this season strong. Um, so I, I do like Calvin Ridley where he's going right now. I'll be happy to okay. take him at his current ADP. So to wrap things up, Theo, first of all, dude, the knowledge that you bring with fantasy football is just awesome and we definitely appreciate you uh, taking the time out and you know 
you know, we missed you last week, but man, I mean, the, 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 the notes and everything that you just brought to the table, this episode has just been absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, I know that our listeners are definitely going to be, um, you know, taking some notes if they're, you know, if you guys are, if you guys want to win your fantasy league, you would definitely be taking some notes and taking some, some strategy tips yeah. from this guy, Theo. So we definitely appreciate that. But one final question for you. All right. From all right. every player in the NFL, right? All of the p- people that you can choose from for your fantasy. I'm not going to ask you who is the number one guy that you would take off the board. Cause I feel like that it's just, it's just, uh, it's so common. Yeah. 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 But yeah. who, yeah. Yeah. Who is maybe the guy who you've had circled and you haven't seen his ADP go up and you believe it should. So who is the biggest sleeper? And this year's fantasy draft. Biggest sleeper in this year's fantasy draft. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a guy that is. I think is. I mean, he's not low priced. Uh, you know, and I mean, I won't. Uh, he's not low priced because this is a guy that you do um, have to take higher. If you uh, so I'm, I'm I just, uh, but I just want to mention this guy. I think I'm still gonna give you I'm gonna give you another guy that I really really believe at a much at a lower price. Um, but I just want to quickly talk about this guy because I cannot have a fantasy. I love this guy too much. I have a fantasy episode and not talk about him. And that's Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, I just I just I think the world of this guy and I I really do think that this is a guy that should have been that should have went much earlier than he did in drafts. Um, and the good thing about it is that, see, the thing about fantasy is not just about the player. It's not just about the talent of the player. You have to take in all of everything around them that's going on as well. The situation, the quarterback, the team, all of these things, you know, make a great fantasy pick the scheme, you know, all of these, all of these things together, make a great fantasy pick, um, for what Amon Ra does in the league. Generally speaking, he's not he you know he's not a guy that a lot of people are gonna be like okay you know this is the lockdown guy he's not that archetype of Jamar Chase or Devonte Adams or you know these kind of top guys in the league that just you, you know people look at and say they're the best ever. But I man I think Amon Rod what he does is so great and I also think of the scheme and what that team is doing right now and how everything is shaping up is just shaping up for him to have a monster year. Um, just because, you know, right now he is the end-all, be-all for that team um, in terms of wide receiver. Uh, Jamison Williams is out six games, also experienced an injury. We know what he was in college. Glenn, I'm sure, you know, Jamison, I'm sure, you know, we all know Jamison Williams. Oh, yeah. An electric, electric player in college. Like, and we had so much high expectations for him. Hopefully that can come to fruition and we can still see that. But, for this season, with the six weeks missing and with him just having so little playtime in the NFL, I think it's going to be another year before we still we see that real Jamison Williams breakout, which means that this is still going to be the Amon Ra show. And dude is just legit, man. He's just he's so good. He works so hard at his craft, um, and you know, and and he's got a chip. He plays with a chip on his shoulder, right? Everyone knows the Amon Ra thing, where he can name all the guys taken before him. I'm in the draft, you know, like. 
picking those guys out and like kind of you know he says he says those names before every game i'm like this dude is playing angry every every season every season every game and i just think we're gonna it, i i want this guy every time i have a chance to get him um so i i'm big i'm a fan you know i i loved him from usc i was a big fan from them from then and i i'm happy to see him kind of succeed in the league um, but the guy I want to give us the real answer to your question, uh, Dave, is, is uh, Jahan Dotson. Um, Interesting. Jahan Dotson, yeah. There's a deep cut, right? Like, is it, this is a guy that I think uh, a lot of people, you know, I think you go over the heads of a lot of people, right? Because you're not, you know, he had, a, he had a good season for a rookie last year. Um, you know, like, came out in his first game, scored a touchdown, and, he just, you know, looked great. And then, you know, he had the same, the, the rookie, the same thing that I talked about earlier with other rookies. You know, he was up and down. And I think he had some injuries as well. Um, so it, it took a while to kind of come to fruition. But, man, Jahan Dotson is the real deal. And if this if this Sam Howell offense is as good as Ron, Ron Rivera is kind of uh, hyping it up to be and Ron Rivera is saying things like, we should have started him from last season, you know, he he you know, he was showing us all of these things last season, and you know, if if it comes out to be that Sam Howell is a guy, not even like a top guy, but just like a Kirk Cousins level guy, we're gonna see Jahan Dotson skyrocket upwards. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna become the new number one for that team. Um, I, I I just I really do believe that this guy is going to be able to pay back on however much it takes to, to draft him right now. I think Jahan Dotson is another fifth rounder um, right now. So he is going around the kind of guys like Chris Godwin, Jordan Addison, Michael Pittman Jr., who's another guy I like. Um, but to me, Jahan Dotson has a higher, higher upside. He's a high upside play. Um, I think he's a guy that is just really distinct in his route running. And I, I, I really think he's going to make waves this season. Once Sam Howell can kind of show, which he has already kind of shown a little bit of, that he can that he can manage this team. Yeah. I like that pick, man. I like that pick, and I love everything that you've kind of given us today, dude. Like, I do I'm have definitely... one last question, though. Yeah, hey, go, go, oh, yeah. go. I mean, I know before we start wrapping things up, I know we've been going for a while. My last, and I have to know this, who is your projection to be the biggest flop in fantasy? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I, I love had to that. ask. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. That's a great question, man. And, and it's it's almost just as important as you know some of the, the these other questions about the guys that we expect to do great, right? Like the biggest flop, like the guy that is that we really don't feel is going to pay back on that ADP. And that's what a flop is, right? It's like, we keep going back to ADP average draft position. You want to, you want to, you don't want to get guys that are not going to provide you the same value that you need, um, that you paid for on the ADP. So if you ask me who was the biggest flop, ah, it, it pains me. It pains me to say this, but. Oh, I think I, I know who you're going to say. Uh, I, I, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm the guy I'm going to mention is a uh, Debo Samuel. Oh, Oh, whoa. Okay, I, did okay. not, I did not think that. I was not thinking that I thought you were going to go with your boy cup. Uh, no, no, no. I that's so 
I will say that was a consideration. I love Cup, um, but ah, it's it's that that one is Debo. more based on injury. That one is more based on a random injury happening than me actually believing that he's gonna flop. Because if if everything happens the way it should happen, then I I don't I mean I just think Cup is gonna be Cup, and I you know he's so talented. I don't think anything is gonna stop him from and and there's no one else. There's once again no one else in that offense to threaten him. The only thing that stops him is an injury to Stafford. So honorable mention is Cup, but not because of his his uh, his talent, but because of his situation. And just in case Stafford goes down, which he has a high chance of doing, if Stafford goes down, then you know I I think we're we're I don't I don't know I don't think we're gonna see Cup fall to be nothing, but he's not gonna pay off on that ADP that you have to pay to get him. Um, Interesting. The reason I say Devo is just because of that this 49ers offense, man. I I. That you have to pay an early second round to get Devo Samuel right now. Um, that's that's too rich for my blood, man. That's just too much. Um, there's this this is another offense that just passes the ball around to everyone. Christian McC- when once Christian McCaffrey joined this offense last season, Devo Samuel saw a distinct drop in his production. We saw him go from around, uh, you know, I think he was around 13, 15 points a game to around 10 points a game. Um, wow. It's something that's that a big is, drop. Yeah. Yeah. And, and fantasy, that's huge. Like I, I love Debo Samuel. I love what he provides for a team. I wish his ADP was lower to reflect the, the kind of, you know, the shakiness of, of what that team. And, and honestly, I would just, I'm, I'm probably staying away from every 49 and not named Christian McCaffrey. Just because of that same that same reason, as good as that that team, everyone is calling that team Super Bowl contenders. You know they're they're putting them up there. You know go to the Super Bowl or whatever have you. We've even said it here that that you know they're probably gonna get out of this division on top. But it's just that in terms of the offensive pieces and for fantasy, the way they play, the way that team succeeds is through, you know. Passing the ball around, man. Getting the getting the ball to different guys. I don't think you're. I don't know if you're necessarily going to be able to just get consistency from any of these guys. I think Debo Samuel will always give you big games, but for where you have to take him, the consistency just isn't there for me. Wow. All right. All right. That's respectable. I I like your breakdown of it. I like your. uh, I, I like seeing you know, the reasoning behind it. And you definitely gave a solid reasoning behind it. I didn't know about that drop from when Christian McCaffrey joined that team. So definitely interesting. Yeah, I'm really man, curious to see what the 49ers do. Mm-hmm. I am curious just as an overall team, um, you know, so, but okay. Debo That's Samuel. Interesting, interesting storylines of off season for sure. Um, draft you, at your own risk. Draft at your right? own risk. Right. We'll, hey, we'll we'll see what happens, man. But I listen. Okay. I'm a guy that I I had Devo Samuel in my dynasty team. I drafted him, so I have a right. special kind of you know love for the guy. So I I really I mean, and he's one of the most entertaining players in the NFL to watch play. Absolutely. Right. Um, but this this fantasy game is a game of probability, man. We want we want high probability of consistent points, and you know the situation is just is not. It's not great right now for the for him uh con- considering that mind you if you can get him end of the like beginning of the third sc- scoop him up man i love i love him as my wide receiver too not wide receiver one 
So that and okay. so that if, if you're gonna take something from that, that's what I want you to take. Not to never draft Debo um, Debo Samuel, but wide receiver two. Even better if you can get him a wide receiver three. You know, then then it's it's, it's perfect because hopefully the two guys you would have taken before him would be you know two lockdown two other lockdown guys and you just kind of mm-hmm. finish your wide receiver core with that and then you can move on to get other positions all right nice nice yeah well we definitely hope that you guys enjoyed this episode theo you killed it man we definitely appreciate all the knowledge that you just shared with us i, I got it. a ton of it. notes dude yeah. same here i've just been doing i've legit been taking notes because i got a fan I got to draft this Saturday, so yeah. um, definitely going to be doing Hit that. Hit me up, man. Hit me up. Yeah. yeah. So, but out. we we definitely appreciate you guys listening to us. If you guys, you know, can continue to listen to us every single week, um, you know, the, the best way to support us right now is just go ahead and hit that share. Share with your family and friends. Share it on yeah. your own personal social medias. Um, follow us on all of ours. We're on Instagram, um, Facebook, and Twitter. You can go ahead and follow us there. We definitely appreciate it. Um, you know, we we try and post stuff almost every day with that, and uh, we, you know, we love to have interactions with uh, you know our listeners. So, but we definitely appreciate it. We hope you guys had a um, very knowledgeable episode. Theo, you brought us into this episode. Take us out, brother. Hey, thank you guys so much once again for for tuning in. Please, guys, you know, share the episode and help us out. You know, we want to continue to do this and look out for what we're doing. You know, we're getting closer to the season. There's so much more coming. There's so much more we have in store for you guys. Just keep keep an eye out, man. Keep listening. Keep sharing us out. And and thank you guys so much for listening. I hope I was able to provide at least some minuscule amount of help for you. Um, as a final note, remember, you know, it's not about players. We don't we don't like not like players. We don't like costs. So just pay attention to where these players are going. But get your guy, man. Love your guy and enjoy that, man. And hey, love talking to you guys. Appreciate all of you. Um, And we're looking forward to getting back with you all next week. See you guys next week.